This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here, along with Rhett Bollinger, our MLB.com Twins reporter. And, Rhett, we're about a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting down to Fort Myers. So we're going to talk a little bit about that area, uh, what the Twins have called home in the spring for really a long time now. One of the longest tenured, maybe the longest tenured team. I don't know if you know the history on that. We'll get to that, though, a little bit later in the podcast. Before we get to that, we actually have some uh, hot stove news to a degree for the Twins, which we can't say about every ball club, but we'll have some good news and some bad news here. Let's start with the bad, and that is Irvin Santana injures his finger, has to have surgery. They say he's out 10 to 12 weeks. Now, Red is, from what I've read, repeated cumulative stress from pitching is the, the quote that I read. Um, what does that exactly mean? He's just thrown too much this offseason and he hurt his finger? Essentially what happened was last season he had that issue. It kind of lingered throughout the season. Um, even after the year, he had an MRI and an X-ray done on his finger to make sure everything's okay. It came back, uh, I wouldn't say clean, but it came back saying that, you know, get a little bit of rest, get an injection, it might be okay. Uh, ended up kind of obviously taking some time off and throwing during the offseason, started ramping it back up in the last couple of weeks here. Um, and last week specifically, when he was really kind of ramping it up, uh, he kept feeling that same pain and discomfort in his finger. They went back for a second opinion, and they decided that this time a surgery would definitely be uh, the course of, uh, of action for that. Um, so it's a tough break because it happens so late in the offseason. You know, it could obviously have been done with earlier, but at the time uh, there was no damage to the tendon they felt like was necessary to get surgery at that point. So um, it's going to be 10 to 12 weeks from now, which means that he's you know, only out until you know, mid-April, best case, early May, you know, maybe even worst case, probably worst case than that. But you know, it's kind of in that range there where you might miss a month of the season or so. So... It'll be interesting to see if the Twins decide to kind of, you know, to plant that rotation with an extra arm, maybe try to find another guy in free agency. We know they've been trying to get at least one starter maybe now because they go after a second one. We'll see. It's obviously been very close to spring training, um, and there's still a lot of names out there. So it's very interesting right now in general uh, to kind of see what the Twins want to do because Santana was made an OP day starter, um, and now they lose their best pitcher for possibly a month. And I know they hopefully, uh, or they're hoping to add another big starter who could be an opening day type starter as well. And there continues to be rumors and reports about you, Darvish. And this week it was reported that the Twins actually made a formal offer to Darvish. None of the real numbers coming out, but I think you could probably guess that it's got to be in the nine-figure range at least if you have a realistic way of uh, of hoping to get you, Darvish. And I would think... Probably five years, right? I mean, does that make sense? Five years and, and somewhere in the 100 to 150 range? That would be my guess. Although yeah. the Twins have been a little bit reluctant to go five years. We're not even told. Like you said, it hasn't been reported yet exactly what the offer was. Um, from what I've been told, the Twins have kind of been, I guess I'm reluctant. Like I said, it's not even like passed around things about the organization showing that how many long-term deals, how many actually worked out for the club, especially with pitchers. There haven't been very many pitchers who have received long-term deals I'm going to really work out. So I think the Twins have been smart about that. 
I think five might be pushing it. I think four, they'd rather, you know, do a four-year deal. But with Darvish, obviously, you a top, you know, starting pitcher, um, you got to assume there's going to be some teams that are going to go five or possibly even longer. So I think from what, you know, I've been hearing from the front office in general is they're willing to, to put up more money up front or just more money per year. But fewer years, that's kind of their strategy, I think, going forward. They want to maybe, you know, even if it's to pay a little bit more per year, they don't want to have to stretch beyond two or three years if they don't have to. Just because we've seen so many deals historically go bad after a couple of years, you know, uh, the system obviously right now has had some issues in terms of we've seen a lot of guys haven't signed yet. People have pushed the, you know, the fact that maybe that the whole system might be at, at fault there just because, you know, so many teams nowadays are getting smarter than they don't want to have to, you know, pay for a guy in his late 30s uh, when he's on the decline, you know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. I still think they have obviously a lot of backup options. I still think it would be a little bit of a surprise if they were to land him. Uh, but it does show they've been curious about Darvish all offseason. Yeah, and it's still in the mix, and everybody's waiting, and you you make a good point. He's kind of the perfect example, him and J.D. Martinez, of, of pitchers who I think have an expectation of a certain length of contract, and this seems to be the year the teams have finally decided to kind of draw a line in the sand as far as how many years they're willing to give out. So maybe, hey, maybe it pays off for the Twins, and, and going a little extra for the short term ends up getting it done with you, Darvish. We'll certainly keep an eye on that. All right, I mentioned spring training coming, and for the Twins, that has meant Fort Myers for, I think this is season number 28 in a row um, that they've been down in Fort Myers. They've shared the city with the Red Sox for a number of years, although unlike a lot of paired-up teams, they don't actually share facilities in any way. Separate ballparks on separate sides of the highway with separate practice fields. So they're distinctly different in that range, but they do share the area. Um, and when you look at CenturyLink Sports Complex, which is kind of the relatively new name for the Twins facility, a lot of renovations in the last couple of years and ongoing, right? I mean, that that whole um, complex is getting a big facelift. Yeah, it definitely has. It's amazing how much uh, work has been done there, how much different it looks. It was already a nice enough facility as it was. Uh, but like you said, it's been around for a long time. It's been a little bit dated. Um, and the Twins and the, you know, the county there really stepped up and they did a great job of improving the facility. The, you know, the stands in general were all replaced. They added the outfield boardwalk at the ballpark, uh, you know, new firm seating in left field. Uh, just amazing views in that stadium. It's very intimate. Uh, kind of, I think the exterior is kind of based on Churchill Downs with the, kind of the, um, the facade and the way they kind of build it all up. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful structure in general. And, yeah, it's nice that they have a ton of practice fields there as well. Um, it's fun for the fans to be able to kind of get up close and be able to see the players more so in the practice fields, I think, than uh, you know, even in the games. Obviously, in the stadium can be a little tougher to get autographs. You obviously have to get down to the front row. But um, the nice thing is the way the Twins work it is very easy to get over the practice fields players sign in between the workouts going from one session to the next and uh, a lot of opportunity for fans to be able to interact with the players which is always a big part of spring training um and yeah it really is just a wonderful facility and it's nice that uh shares uh, the city with the red sox makes for a fun rivalry and even in spring training they've got you know the, the mayor's cup and everything between the two teams and i think now it's more of the governor's one because they're not technically even the city of Fort myers anymore they're or incorporated uh, lee county um, but yeah, and it's just fun to see the fans there. It's fun to see different Red Sox and Twins fans interact too, and they play usually nine, ten games against each other. Um, and it's definitely the city becomes kind of alive there. And it's a fun, you know, beach city. You know, they have a great beach there with a lot of fun, and Sandoval Island is great too. So once you know March comes around, it's a very, you know, very crowded place. I mean, it's a lot of traffic, and uh, it's kind of booming there. It's probably, the most, probably the most, you know, crowded time of the year um, in Fort Myers, just because the weather there is unbelievable and got two baseball teams in town and that just makes for a really fun city that time of year 
Yeah, you have two baseball teams from cold weather areas where a lot of times when you get to mid-February, early March, there's still snow on the ground in Boston and Minneapolis. So uh, certainly reasons for those fans to get down there to Fort Myers. When I was down there a couple of years ago uh, for the Twins Complex, one thing that I thought was kind of cool, it was before the games had started, but there was some elevated areas as far as the stadium structure goes where you could kind of be raised, elevated a little bit, and look down on the action on the practice fields as well. I thought that was cool. Um, when it, you're in a game down there and you look around at where the fans' perspective is, Rhett, is there um, a spot that seems to be a, a fan favorite to, if people are going down there that have never been there before where they should look to get seats, whether it's the berm or, or somewhere else to check out the game? Yeah, definitely that bourbon left field has become very popular, especially with young families and kids and everything kind of running around in the grass. It's always fun to be able to do that. And the whole right field area, too, got renovated with a brand-new bar area, which is uh, you know, awesome because you can sit at the bar, actually, and still see the game from there as well. Um, and then, yeah, they added a bunch of uh, kind of the expanded – that area you're talking about where you can kind of stand over there. You can look down from there and see the practice field. You can actually watch uh, the bullpens as well on the major league field, which is fun. You see the guys warming up before a game or even during you know, workout times be able to watch them throw their bullpens. You can watch them up top. But that area, too, even during the games, gets crowded, too, because there's a couple of restaurants and a bar there as well, another bar down the left field line. So, yeah, there's a lot of options for fans to kind of mingle. Um, it's also kind of great about it. It's one of those places where you can walk around the whole entire stadium and check out the different, you know, vantage points and, and different areas. They have a lot of drink rail standing, too, and seating, which is obviously cool because uh, that's kind of the one big advantage they have over the Red Sox is that, you know, uh, the Fenway Park South, or JetBlue Stadium, as they call it, um, is beautiful and really well done, but they don't have very many areas for fans to walk around and really hang out, whereas it's much more of an open and loose atmosphere at Twins where you can really walk around the stadium, take in the whole place, stand there and have a drink at your drink rail, go into the firm seeing. Uh, and obviously you want to be in the shade because it can get hot down there in Fort Myers, but I do think in terms of fan experience, just being able to kind of really take it all in, it's hard to beat uh, Hammond Stadium. Now, Fort Myers as a whole is a, is a good-sized city. When you think about some of the spring training towns and kind of lazy areas, quiet towns, Fort Myers has, I feel like, a little more going on than some of those areas. So how about that? Once you leave the ballpark and, and you're out in Fort Myers, is there a, uh, do you have a favorite restaurant, Red, or a place uh, under the radar that people might be interested in checking out? Yeah, I was always trying to get out toward the beach, and everything's always fun to check out Fort Myers Beach. And the Beach Whale is a fun bar there where you can go up top and, good views of, uh, you know, kind of the city there by the water. It's always nice. And uh, the Bell Tower Shops has a lot of great restaurants here in the ballpark. Blue Point has amazing uh, fish there. And uh, Grimaldi's Pizza from New York is always a fan favorite as well. So, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of good fresh fish down there. A ton of fish restaurants. Uh, Sanibel Island is uh, just incredible. A lot of shells there and just uh, much more relaxed. Fort Myers Beach is definitely fun if you want to go and have, like, you know, your fun. It's a little bit more of a younger party area, I guess I could probably describe it as, at least parts of it, where I think Sanibel and Captiva are much more relaxed. So the big tradition we have every year uh, on the beach is that we go to a place called the Mucky Duck, which is at the very end of Captiva. Um, and it's a kind of a place there where you can go and watch the sunset. Everyone goes out to the beach and brings their drinks with them and watch the sunset. Everyone, you know, cheers. Like, it's the first time the sun's ever gone down. But, uh, but yeah, the food there is good as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's probably my favorite place is going to Mucky Duck because it's fun to get all the way up to Captiva. About a 40-minute drive maybe from the, you know, the heart of Fort Myers to get all the way out there because it's all the way out to the edge of the island. Uh, but the views there for the sunset are unbeatable. 
All right, some insider information from Rhett Bollinger. Getting you ready for spring training down in Fort Myers. The Twins will be reporting. Well, some are already down there. The pitchers and catchers, though, reporting next week, and they'll be into game action before we know it. And hopefully they'll have added at least one starting pitcher before those games begin. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Twins edition. For Rhett Bollinger, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.